So this week, Pastor Greg and I were talking about the topics of last week's sermon and today's sermon. And we agreed that in so many ways, last week's sermon was easier than today. And if you remember, last week, Pastor Craig had the topic of death. Today, you and I hear the scripture. We hear and we see Jesus telling us about forgiveness. And sometimes forgiveness can be really hard. I wanna share a story. It's part of a short story that was written by Ernest Hemingway in the book that he called, the short story called Captain of the World. In it, excuse me, the capital of the world. In this story, Hemingway tells a story of a dad and his son, probably about teenage son. His son's name was Paco. You see, the dad and the son were estranged. And because of the shame that that son felt, he ran away. And immediately the father began to search for his son. Searched and searched. Finally, almost in a point of desperation, he goes to the city of Madrid. And there he takes out an ad in the daily newspaper. And this is what he wrote. He said, Paco, meet me at the Hotel Montaña, noon, Tuesday. All is forgiven. Signed, Papa. After he submitted what he wanted in the newspaper, he just prayed and prayed that his son would see the newspaper, would read that little blurb and know that it was for him, that all was forgiven. Well, Tuesday came, the hour arrived and the dad went to the hotel. And as he walked up to the hotel, he couldn't believe his eyes because there were 800 young Pacos who had gathered at the hotel. Think of that. 800 young men hoping upon hope that that word of forgiveness was for them. Today, Jesus tells us and shows us from the cross the truth that forgiveness is necessary. And we long to hear that forgiveness is for us. We yearn to feel the weight of that, of that sin, to have that weight just 
lifted and to know freedom, freedom within. Freedom given by our God. Well, as we read the scriptures, we know that our gracious God does indeed extend to us mercy and grace and forgiveness. Our gracious God looks you and I in the heart, in the eyes and says, you are my beloved child. I forgive you. We saw it, what Jesus said on the cross. God's forgiveness is given to us. Freedom, peace is ours. But this is when things get hard because we heard it in that very first lesson chapter 17, that we are now to turn and share God's forgiveness with others. And I don't know about you, but when I look through the windows of my life and I take a look at everything that's happening in the world around me, in the world around us, what I see and I'm guessing what you see is a whole lot of shame and blame. It is so rare to see one person forgiving another person. It is so, so rare. But forgiveness is necessary. Now I wanna be really, really clear on what I mean by forgiveness. I want to share with you a definition. You can see that on the screens before you or if you're online, the screen before you now. This definition comes from the material that we actually use to help people prepare for marriage by Prepare and Rich. And I love this definition. Forgiveness is the decision or choice to give up the right for vengeance, retribution, and even negative thoughts toward an offender. But I love that bottom line. In order to be free from anger and resentment. Hear that again. In order to be free for us from anger and resentment. Let's be really clear on what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not forgetting or condoning or perpetuating injustice. And since it is sometimes unsafe or impossible, forgiveness does not always involve reconciliation. Nor is it always quick. Forgiveness is powerful and necessary. And Jesus shows us and teaches us this, especially from chapter 17. Hear it again. Jesus says to you and I, if a brother or sister sins, you must rebuke the offender. And if there is repentance, you must forgive. And if the same person sins against you seven times a day, can you imagine that? Seven times a day, same person doing the same thing. 
But if they repent each time, you must forgive. I love the disciples' immediate reaction. If you're reading in the scripture, if you're following on your favorite device, you can see that the disciples immediately after hearing this go, give us more faith. Increase our faith, Lord, because that's hard. And Jesus reassures them that the faith they have is good and enough. For the sake of peace, within our lives for the sake of knowing of freedom, God tells us and shows us from the cross our need to forgive. I wanna end with a story of a young black man named Sheldon Thomas. It's a story that both Pastor Greg and Amy Wagner, who's our director of ministries, shared with me on Tuesday. It was all across so many different social media sites that I'm wondering if you also caught it. It's a story of what Mr. Thomas has lived through. You see, when he was just 16 years old, Mr. Thomas was falsely arrested falsely accused and falsely sent to prison. He was innocent. What has come to light is that he was denied due process at every single step along the way. Every single step. And now 19 years later, He is free. What he has said made headlines, and it's shocking, especially in our culture. This innocent man who was denied justice for almost two decades shared this. His hope was sustained by releasing resentment. His hope in the midst of it came from letting go of resentment. He wants love to define him. And another network shared that he read Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning. He read it over and over again. And as he read it, he heard the story of that man who had lived through concentration camps and survived. And as Mr. Thomas read it, he realized that what that man in the concentration camp had experienced was not what he was experiencing. All that is beyond inspiring, but I want you to see two more slides. Can we go to that first one? It's a snapshot from one of the social media Mr. Thomas says, when I was sentenced, the sentencing's judge said, I deserve to spend the rest of my life in prison. Next slide. He was wrong. I didn't deserve what happened. And I forgive him. Almost two decades 
of injustice. And he says publicly, I forgive him. At this moment, he is not seeking to sue. He is just seeking to heal and know wholeness. Let us remember that you and I are the recipients of God's mercy and grace. You and I are the recipients of God's forgiveness. And it is from God's source of strength that we can then turn and share God's forgiveness with others. Because the truth is, forgiveness is both powerful and necessary. Amen. <laughs>